probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Drabble the Hod, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a weapon from a more civilised age. It's a blight saber. Oh, that's a sweet one. That is really sweet. Oh, Matt, what are you like? A weapon? Because that's a, that's usually an insult, isn't it? Oh, you weapon. <laughs> but and not from a more civilised age. It's a blight saber. Yeah. No, I like that though. I like that blight saber. Blight saber. Oh, do you know what? Ten out of ten. The blight puns are coming. Sixty-six shows in, and he's kept it going. Oh. Uh oh! Hang on. Did I just say? Did I just say sixty six? That means. Oh yeah, we're talking about the World Cup when England won the World Cup in nineteen sixty six. That's it. Do you know yeah. what? That game's on TV on Sunday over in England. If you want to watch it. No, it ain't. Is it really? Channel Channel Four, I think. Yeah. That is sick. I didn't even know that. That is the class. fact that you say that is so ironic. But good pluck, yeah. <laughs> How are you, my friend? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, bro, I'm good. I am good. Um, I am. Listen, mate, it's been one of those weeks, um, and I am ready to shift some focus onto a galaxy far, far away. You know, I think I think a lot of us need that. And, uh, bro, what better episode? It falls in line with our 66th show, so we we are ready to spit some spice. Mate, I, I fully agree with everything you've just said there. Let's uh, let's jump into the galaxy far, far away uh, for some sweet, sweet Star Wars talking for the next hour and a half. Let's just have a great time, shall we? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And before we crack on, we do have just a couple things to cover, don't we, May boy? We do indeed. Firstly, we want to shout out to our newest patron, the man, the myth. He's not a legend. He's the legend. It's Mitch. He's joined our Patreon at the Hello There tier. So, Mitch, mate, thank you so much. As we always say, we hope you enjoy the content we've already put out and what we're going to put out. And thank you so much for jumping on board and supporting the sessions, mate. Yeah, absolutely, Mitch, you naughty legend. Welcome to the Mandem. Welcome to the crew, to the Sessions community. And a big shout out to the community because you guys have been phenomenal, especially this past week and a few weeks. We've had the Discord's been going off, you know. The Discord's just been going great, you know. It really is a joy to look on it every day, you know. They really are a lovely bunch of people. Um, And also, people, we're going to be cheeky here. This year, there is an annual award ceremony that we'd, uh, I'll level with you, we'd, we'd like to be part of it, okay? It's the British <laughs> Podcasts Award. Um, and we, we want you guys to go over to this. And we want you to do this. Wherever you are, we want you to vote for us, for your boys, Luke Blywalker and Jabba the Hud. Because why not? We are your favorite Star Wars podcast. This podcast. Exactly. We are probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Probably. So please go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. 
okay? And all you need to do is search for us, search for Star Wars Sessions, put in your email address, bish bash bosh, you get a confirmation email, click it, confirmed. Easy as that. It will take less than a minute. If you could stop and do that for us, that would be absolutely grand. And I know like a lot of people say this kind of thing online, but this could actually change our platform. This could change everything, right? Something like this, exposure to something like this that's supported by the BBC, you know, Acast, lots of organizations and associations. This could really, really help Matt and I. So um, if you could please do that, that would be phenomenal. So check out British BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Yep, everything that Blalo Ren has just said, British Podcast Awards, all one word, BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. It, you can do it on the toilet. It takes less than a minute, like you say. So if yeah, you could do that, we'd be ever so, ever so grateful. You don't even have to tell us you've done it. If you want to, please do, but you don't even have to tell us, but we would yeah. be grateful for any kind of support that you can give us so we can try and get onto the table there and who doesn't want to see Luke's hair in a tux. Yeah. And let us know if you do do it on the loo. Do do. Do do. Do do on the loo. That's, oh. It's gone down a rabbit hole now. It's family friendly show, Bly. Filth, mate. Filth. And speaking of filth, speaking of filth, should we, should we, Matty boy, head over to a place where filth takes part every week? Should we go to the Galactic News Round? Big Ben Kenobi, do your thing. Ahmed Best has confirmed to Star Wars Sessions exclusively that Jedi Temple Challenge has been moved to YouTube in order to reach a larger audience. Disney and Lucasfilm are reportedly casting for a live-action version of Ezra Bridger for an unnamed Disney Plus series. A new virtual reality experience, Tales from Galaxy's Edge, is set for release later this year. And Battlefront 2 will be available for free to all PlayStation Plus subscribers throughout June. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. It's time. The time has come. As Luke Bly said, we're on episode 66. So tonight we are executing episode 66. We're talking about the the Jedi slaying massacre, something which brought Luke Bly's favorite montage of all time. It's order 66, so we're going to talk about you know, thoughts and reactions, the effects, where we've seen it in canon, how it all led to that fallout, any memes we can think of, basically anything which we can cram into our main discussion about Order 66. And of course, uh, for those who haven't seen Star Wars, spoiler, all the Jedi got killed almost. Uh, it originated in uh, Revenge of the Sith, wasn't it, in 2005? And we knew, we kind of knew it was coming, but it was still a big deal when it came. So Luke Bly, when you were sitting in the cinema as a nipper, and Anakin's just been proclaimed as Darth Vader, and then suddenly Palps utters those now classic words. What did young Luke Blywalker think when that happened? Well, I think, especially when you're a kid, you're looking at this and you think, no way, no way 
are the Jedi going to be killed like this? You know, because you knew something was going to happen, you know. But despite that, as a Litlan, I never put two and two together. You know, I thought, you know, Anakin's going to be turning to the dark side and that's going to be the story, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be what we're really, that's going to be like the meat of the burger. What we didn't realize, mate, is that this was a double decker. This is a double decker bus, mate, with double decker burgers. Yep. And there's a lot of meat to go round. There's an awful lot of meat. There's a lot of meaty meatiness. <laughs> and um, yeah, mate, like as a kid, I was shocked because Anakin turns because he wants to save the one he he you know the one he loves. Mm-hmm. He wants to save people, and he's already been flirting with the dark side anyway. So everything just falls into place. And then Palpatine calls it. He says, you know, execute order 66. And at that point, you're like, what? What? <laughs> What's pat- going down here? And before you know it, mate, the clone troopers, they're the key. They were the key to all of it, mm-hmm. to all of it. And they turn around and they, and, and the music during this scene, I mean, John Williams kills it. Like, <laughs> like he does with a lot of the prequel trilogy. He kills it, and you know, pun intended, um, because I, you know, yeah, there, there are these clones that have served with their masters during this time, during the Clone Wars, and you know, just a switch is flicked in their head. They turn around, they open fire on their Jedi masters, on their on their teammates, their associates, their brothers. In cases, you know, crazy absolutely crazy so as a kid especially i think you know there's a there there are scenes and then there are scenes in star wars and you know there's a lot of those from the sequel trilogy and i'm talking about the good scenes the real good scenes the scenes that are just so good so good (laughs) there There we go there we go right i mean sequel trilogy you know ray and kylo versus the guards luke and yoda in the last jedi mm-hmm. han and kylo in in the force awakens and the rise of skywalker there's there's so i mean there's so many in all of the trilogies but when it comes to the 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 creme de la creme order 66 is up there mate it is up there with the best of star wars and yet it is heartbreaking and it is shocking it is shocking. What about you, mate? What about you? Because I know you're a smidge older. So did you, for you at the time, did were you expecting this? Do, do you know what? I I wasn't. Well, I obviously, something had to go down. So in the, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, how's this going to play out? And like you say, the food analogy, you've got Vader, Anakin turning to Vader, two-finger Kit Kat, snack size. But then Palp says, put that away. I'll give you the four-finger yeah. Kit Kat. Yeah, all the sixty-six. Well, it's decker, like that rope double-decker duo. That's it. All that meat that Palps is serving <laughs> on his on his barbecue in Coruscant. Now, honestly, mate, it's uh, you knew it, something was happening, but you weren't sure how it's going to do it. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't really any mention of it in the films. He just cut. He just obviously gets out his his his, his hologram, speaks to Commander Cody, and well, before that, this this is exactly why this is the moment. In Revenge of the Sith, where everything changes. 
the time has come. Execute order 66. Yes, my lord. So there, so that happens. Those immortal words, iconic words happen. And it stayed with me, man. I was uh, 2005. I was 19 when Revenge of the Sith came out. And I remember leaving the cinema thinking, wow, that was a heavy film. But Order 66 stayed with me. Because, again, it's it's the the heroes of the galaxy just being slaughtered in cold blood by their brothers. And like you mentioned, John Williams' score, Anakin's betrayal, absolutely underpins it. And that's, that's what helps sell the scene. Obviously, the the visuals are one thing. But that score absolutely sells what's going on on screen. So when I saw it, man, yeah, I knew something was coming, but I had no idea what. And thinking now, I know hindsight is a wonderful thing, but I'm not sure that they could have done it better, especially now we've got all of the uh, extra background lore surrounding it. But um, I don't know how they could have done it better in terms of like, extermination. Extermination. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, that you, you know what? You're right, mate. You know, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? It lines up and it lines up with the clone thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't stuff that at first viewing you'd take in, you know, because especially when I was a kid, you know, I thought the clones were the stormtroopers, yeah. right? And they were just changing their armor and stuff. And it's not till you read or learn about it in the expanded canon and the Clone Wars. Um, and generally, I think as you get older, um, you realize no, the clones were phased out because they were, they were, uh, they had accelerated growth, like what they said in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. But at the time, none of that sank in, none of that sank in. And uh, especially because you're a kid, right? Um, but at the time, I, I was thinking, well, it must be, you know, this, the Sith just take down all the Jedi or, or something, or there's some sort of, you know, carnage event mm-hmm. that destroys them. But no, like you say, and like I said famously in one of our first episodes, you know, we do get a quote-unquote, take this with a little pinch of salt, people, a beautiful montage of death. <laughs> um, because that's exactly what it is. Mixed, like I said, mixed with the Williams music, mm-hmm. mixed with the emotion. You know, these, these, these are Jedi and characters that I had action figures for. They were part of the heroes you know these people that were the goodies and i looked up to now that is a very face value look at it as a very face value look at it because the truth is is that and this is my spin on it mate this show to me episode 66 which is crazy right that's unbelievable anyway you know um but for me, this almost feels like part two of our Jedi episode, uh, the yeah. failure of the Jedi, which we did a few episodes back. Um, this feels like part two. Uh, and the reason I say that is because I can't help but feel this is, this is the fruits from the tree that was rotten. And the rotten tree was the Jedi doing things wrong the whole time you know Mm -hmm. the fact that they got themselves into this position they were soldiers they were soldiers obeying commands from a military general fighting on planets far away from home not necessarily defending the people defending justice and what's right Mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm focusing on spirituality. No, they were political pawns in a chess game that was being played by the same guy. He was playing both sides and they were blind to it. And because of their failures, because of their ignorance, and because of their unwilling to to look at themselves as the problem, right? This was the result. They got gunned down by clones. They didn't know. Now, the Jedi that had an inkling, Yoda, he knew. He knew the Jedi weren't up to scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, now, especially because of Clone Wars, it's expanded that material. Um, he, he's He's gone and he's faced his own dark side and so on and so forth. You know, he could see something like this was happening. He sensed it. He didn't know what. And he didn't know what else to do. You know, in his eyes, the right thing to do was to keep on fighting this battle for justice, which, of course, it wasn't. But that's what he thought they needed to do. And uh, he had an inkling. He had an inkling. And he survived in a in a pretty cool way. Yeah. Though he did have to take on the Senate and didn't come out so well for that. But like I say, it was the Senate himself, Palps, who who masterminded this entire thing from the Phantom Menace and before the wheels were in motion. And it's a, and it is a pertinent point. What you say, this like a part two of our episode from a couple of months ago now, because it is, this is the culmination of all of the failures, all of the times that they were, they get the Jedi became conceited, blinded, arrogant, you know, look at their inward looking when, when they were supposed to be there for the people. No, they allowed themselves to uh, be blinded to the dark side you know there was a shroud of the dark side covered there uh, but use uh coward their ability to use the force they were sent to remote places in the galaxy to fight and when the time came perfect none of them were there to save um anakin or or mace window mace window mace yeah. window when they big they was all out they, they were all out, out fighting in the in the in the outer rims because yeah. exactly where palps positioned the chess pieces and it's it's extremely true this was the culmination. This, this was like the only way it could have ended. And you see people like Mundy, Ki-Adi Mundy, who was one of the great perpetrators of the downfall for me, him and Windu. Mundy gets absolutely cloned down, uh, gunned down. And you can see this by the look on his face when, when you get that boss shot of the clones running. Then they stop and it gets their feet, just their boots in the ground as they like anchor themselves into position. I love that shot. And then Mundy's face is almost like, ah, he can't, it, it, it all goes through his head at that point. Like, We've been played the whole time. We've been murked through the entire thing, and it, again, he gets what's coming to him. But a whole battalion of clones takes him down, and yeah, it, it, all because Papa Palps had this plan to take down the Jedi, and it's amazing what one man can do just by pulling a few strings in the Senate. I love uh, Senate. I loved uh, what you said about splitting up all the Jedi. I just immediately thought of splitting up the gang in Scooby Doo, <laughs> and it's like that's not what you do. You don't split up the gang. You stay together. Yep, that's it. Don't split up clues, you morons. <laughs> but that's the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Um, but no, man. Like honestly, the mate, the the montage of death. I mean, there are some phenomenal moments in it, but there are also there's there's a few moments in it that crack me up, man. Like, and one of them, I don't know if you'll agree with me on Go this, on. but Ayla Secura, when she when she dies, it's like it's like she looks around 
and there's like a bed in front of her and it looks like a really fat off cozy bed with loads of blankets. It's like midwinter in Britain. It's like January in Britain and it's really cold outside and there's a fire and there's a big comfy bed in front of you and you're just going to like just fling yourself on it. fling just fling your limbs onto it it's like that and she just kind of like she looks around and like spins down to the ground <laughs> like a beyblade falling slowly to to the surface every time and i see that i just imagine off screen her looking around then george is saying fall and just, she just has to like yeah. just fling your arms in it's like, i don't know what to do That's just great. fling your arms in the air and fall down really kind of like yeah. ham, ham-fistedly uh, but then and she's like what's What's going on? She's like, there's green screen everywhere. And there's imaginary people in front of me that I can't see because the clones were computer generated. Oh, they're shooting me now. Ah, ah, woo, fool. And then then they keep shooting her until, like, well, she just becomes mush, I assume, in the Felucian mud. Yeah, basically. I did actually, so I watched this scene. I've watched it a few times in the, because we, we spoke about doing this. We've spoken about doing this show for ages mm-hmm. and we may, boy, like for a, for a good, like maybe month or two, we were like, right, episode 66, going to be all about Order 66, because come on. Where else are you going to get a pun it? like that? Exactly. What else is it going to be on? What else is it going to be on? And, um, Anyway, I've been I've been watching the scene a few times, but I watched it on my phone uh, today, and it was like it's it's just one of those like versions on YouTube that doesn't render in like high definition yeah. or anything like that. And I watched it on there, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like a video game. Like it doesn't it doesn't look great. It, the the CG in some of it doesn't look doesn't look fantastic. No. But then some of it looks okay, like when um." I don't mind when when Plo Koon is flying through the air and he gets gunned down from behind by his like wingmen. Don't, I don't mind that. I think that doesn't look too bad. Apart from when the ship explodes and like you just see like things getting flown apart. But the one with yeah, but with uh, Key Addy Mundy, I think that looks decent because it's not where he is. I think it's Kato No Moida, is it or is it Mikeito? We're on that long bridge because there's smoke everywhere and it's quite a grey looking scene. That doesn't look quite so bad. But on something like Felucia, where it's already like a funky looking planet which we do want more of well i do anyway those kind of things yeah me too and now on the battlefront 2 version renders a lot better than the film does but again that's 15 years later 14 years later so i'll give them that but no i know what you mean i i I hear that yeah and there's also you know apart from the some of the interesting acting and interesting cgi it's still for me it delivers what it needs to deliver emotionally. But, you know, when we talk about emotion and when we talk, you know, when you talk about Order 66, there is a scene that almost breaks Star Wars. Like it's so, it's dark, but it's so true. And, (laughs) uh, you know, kids need to be, you know, kids need to be fearful sometimes of baddies. And uh, that's it, really. That's the clue, people. I've said kids. I've said kids. Here we go. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? (laughs) I mean, legendary. I mean, only a crazy guy would make a dubstep beat with that, right? Only an absolute nut job. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might, I mean, it's it's flipping heartbreaking, isn't it? And I remember as the cinema, I remember being in the cinema and watching that, being like, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, because you see this, you see these like amazing moments of Anakin with the five up with the five oh first. The overhead shot is in so good. Oh, oh, that and that. Oh, it looks so spicy. That scene where they're just cut, especially when there's an angle from the temple. Honestly, if you could see my arms, and my hands, I right imagine now and all the visuals I'm doing, man. I, like Matty Boy knows, I'm quite. I, I express myself a lot when I'm in person. Um, it, like you see them, and the, you see just the the stairs. And there's nothing, and you just see the top of Anakin walking, and then this just this wall of clone troopers rising, and they just walk through, and they bowl it through, and the Jedi can't do anything because once again, like Matty Boy said, where are the masters? Where are the Jedi masters? They're all away. They are like flipping parsecs, millions and billions of parsecs away because they're doing their political thing. They're doing what they think is right. Obviously, we know they're wrong, but they're away from where they should be. And there are younglings and children and like Padawans and all cans of Jedi who are at the temple just probably hanging out, watching YouTube, playing Nintendo. No, 501st coming in. Blap, blap, blap. Mate. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... Big like that scene you mentioned with um the young the younglings and that that is like you say it almost breaks it because that is shocking you know what I mean it's like the idea of just the firstly just anyone doing that but when it's the good guy the one you're meant to relate to during it and the kid is so earnest I mean he's not the best kid actor let's face it but he's so like earnest and nice what do, what are we gonna do uh-huh. and then you see like, Anakin's face and then just the shot from behind up. Like, and the way that little lad just sort of steps back was actually that was very good. Actually, the way he just kind of like steps back in fear, it's good not because like oh yes finally, but that's in like good acting. But it's heartbreaking, like you say, like you don't need to, you know, it leaves it to your imagination, which in in any film is always the scariest place to be. Is when they leave it to you to decide what happened in your own head, and yeah, that's um a big moment. But like you say, there's no one there to to protect them, and I it's in a way it's. It's good that Lucas went there because they've got to portray Anakin now as or Vader now. He's not Anakin anymore. He has gone so he's gone so far down a rabbit hole that this is what he's willing to do. So they can't just have him like ushering them out and be like, Go on, I'll I'll spare you. Unfortunately you have to do some show something which shows, okay, because killing Jedi and Padawans is one thing, but then you've got to show his descent into utter darkness as to what will what length he's willing to go to to, to save the ones he loves. And even they, even then, we know that was duplicitous because Palps was having him on the whole time. Yeah, that's that's just one of those kind of shocking moments in it. And all the sixty-six is apparently a lot more gruesome in the earlier cuts. I've seen some animatronics on YouTube and that, and like there's people like Quinlan Voss getting blown up, and then one of them getting killed and then stepped on by a walker and a few other things. It, it, there was a few more scenes that were going to be inserted, but they would have actually got an R rating, which is a fifteen which obviously is not where the, the franchise needs to go. And I think this was 12A or 12 in the UK at the time, was the first, or PG-13 for the States. This is the first Star Wars film at that rating. 
Um, and then obviously you've got Anakin being burnt alive later. But it, these scenes kind of add up to that rating. And yeah, it, and then of course he then goes and slaughters the separatists on Mustafar as well. So I mean, he's literally just like swinging falls down left, right, like Babe Ruth back in the day, baseball. Um, but yeah, that that before we go anywhere else, in terms of like the scenes we see then, so like the the, the montage which you love so dearly, and obviously the the yeah, Jedi Council classic. massacre. When you when you think of sixty six, is that where your mind goes? Like one of those scenes? Yeah, for sure. Like it, it, it really it goes to all the Jedi getting gunned down and the kids saying Master Bly Skywalker, Blywalker, you know, like because it's just it's heartbreaking, but also it's it's become so cemented into pop culture, especially of from our generation, mm. you know. X, the execute order then xyz could be whatever you know people people are all over it um and actually there was and i did i did just want to mention this there, there was a moment in uh summer last year 2019 at the london film and comic con that did break the internet uh so only a few months yeah, down the yeah. road from us matey boy History was made, or shall we say repeated. Uh, Hayden Christensen met up and was reunited with Ross Biedman, uh, who, was, who was, of course, the master Skywalker kid, the, the, the young Padawan who gets killed. Um, and they reunited as adults. He's like, he's like a fully grown guy now. And it's, it, it was just like a lovely moment and a lovely tribute to that you know, uh, death scene. Slaying at slaughter. That must have been pretty wild yeah. for the both of them. Imagine Hayden just bowling around London and suddenly this guy, I wonder if he just said to him, Master Skywalker or Master Christensen are too many. And he's like, whoa, because the, the little lad was called Saws Bandim. That was his Star Wars name, which is just oh. a uh, anagram of Ross Beatman. But yeah, I've forgotten about that. I'm glad you mentioned that because there's loads of pictures going Saws on there. <laughs> Saws Bandim. And it's the way, it's the way his little face, his little face just looks up and it's like he's got no teeth. <laughs> he's like a shaved Ewok. He's a toothless little human. That's it. And that little nose and, you know, the little pony, the little ponytail pad of one thing. And, it, you know, he's just so innocently, you know, what are we going to do? Tear. Tear My favourite part down. is the London Film and Comic Con advertisement meet ross beadman is that picture of his face when he's like what are we gonna do like yeah. it's like eight like a six-year-old boy like people are gonna be like expecting a six-year-old boy to be signing autographs yeah exactly that's his claim to fame he, even if he ends up just being i don't know like a, a salesman or something you know whatever if he gets just an office job you know he will always be the order 66 kid he is the face of order 66 you know we're giving too much credit to anakin here Way it's too much. It's all about Ross Beadman. He's the man. He's That's the kid. It. If you're listening, Ross, come on. We'd love to talk about you, about how you were slaughtered and on that fateful evening. Yes, yes, we did. We would love to talk about that. Just, it's just, just that. ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous that we're. This is a thing. Like it's just it's brilliant. Stop. One of my favourite things that the internet does is every time someone goes to Burger King, KFC, or whatever you got over there in the states, and they get their receipt and it's got and it's got their order number on, 
Oh. They always post when it's order 66. They always post a picture online. I love going online and just seeing that. Like, And it will just say, um, um, yes, my Lord, or it will be done. And this is a picture. I've never been like, lucky enough to get order 66 at any restaurant. But when I do, you best be sure I'm going to post it. I'll be posting it online. Yeah. And just say, when you get it, just smirk and just say to yourself, ironic. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. There go. And just think of Saul's Beadman. Or oh, Saul's Bandeem, sorry. I can't yeah. get there. The two are so, like I say, it's claim to yeah, fame. They're, they're so intertwined. They're the they're, they've become the same person. I mean, when is when is Ross Ross and when is Saul's Saul's? When I don't does know. Ross end and Saul's begin? Know. Yeah, what should he put on his passport? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, Ross, you're a legend. Saul's, you know, so bad luck. Um, but. It wasn't just, obviously, Revenge of the Sith that covered it, because that's where it started. And for for years, that was all we had. We just had Revenge of the Sith, Order 66, and then we had A New Hope. And obviously, with the expanded canon, it got uh, built upon. And uh, I know we've got a spicy voice message earlier on that relates more to this, so so I'll let that, that lad have the say. But the Clone Wars actually did an awful lot to flesh out Order 66, because like we mentioned earlier on, the film only goes into, well, it doesn't go to anything. It's just, it just bosh happens. Suddenly, Commander Cody's firing at Kenobis, and you're kind of like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? But the Clone Wars comes along, and then you get arcs and little episodes, which start to uh, start to build upon what it's going to be. Like the, uh, We find out what the, Ka- the Kaminoan scientists were up to, because they, they, they believed that the chip was like a fail-safe. Like if, if, if they had like one renegade Jedi... And the clone could, you know, deal with them. But then we had, um, it was Tup, CT5385. His chip malfunctioned during one of the battles in the Clone Wars, and he shot one of the generals, uh, Tiplar, in the head, killing her, obviously. And then it kind of started the ball rolling. So there was a chance straight up that this whole thing could have been foiled. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's one of the things that, once again, uh, the expanded material you know, Clone Wars and video games. That's what's made Star Wars even better. It's given it more levels, uh, in particular, the prequel trilogy. You know, the Clone Wars benefits the prequel trilogy so, so much, Mm -hmm. so much. And yeah, like once again, it, it goes into the fact that there's these chips in these clones, because once again, if we just had those films, that's kind of not explained a lot. Like, you know, it, it it would be like they are just following orders, right? The guy at the top. Oh, just a can oh. of coke tonight. Oh, try to do it subtly. Oh. oh, just a can of coke. Just a Coca Cola, my friend. Oh, hang on. Oh, ah, oh, hang on. Oh, can of coke too. No, mate. Red stripe. Ironic. You know what's going down. Ironic, mate. It's summer. It's summery. It's hot all the time. I'm having a lager. This is how we uh, um, execute on the session. Drink. Drink the red stripe. Drink the Coke. Drink the Coke. Is it real Coke or is it a brand Coke? It's a real one. It's one of them. It's one of those. 200 odd milliliter ones i did only sometimes i don't know if you get it be really really fancy oh. like a really cold carbonated soft drink with vegetable extracts i really fancy the coke today i've really cold ones i was like off to the car i go i'll save that for the sessions oh good man 
Good for you, mm. mate, mate. Oh, man, I love a cola, mate. Mm. Love it. Filth. Um, what was I saying? No, yeah. So so I think Clone Wars benefits the prequels anyway, um, but it explains 66 a lot better. And obviously we get the um, investigation into, you know, these these this clone defect, right? This chip defect in this clone. And there are people that, that are basically like, yeah, no, there, there's something dodgy going it's on. Oh, wasn't it? The clone trooper. That's it. That's it. And that goes all the way into the latest season, doesn't yep. it? That's it. So when Rex is, uh, the, uh, he's, he gets this message from Palpatine to execute Order 66. And just before he tries to blow a Ahsoka away, he's saying like fives, fives, fine fives. And this is the moment actually when Rex receives Order 66. I have a little listen. Execute Order 66. Yes, Lord Sidious. Rex, it's Anakin. I feel like something terrible has happened. Rex? No. I'll do it. Rex, what's happening? Stay back! Find him. Find him. But find him. There is, and you can hear how he, man, how he's desperately trying not to do it. Why the other ones behind him didn't just shoot, I don't know. But it ties back in to the earlier episodes of the Clone Wars in five, because he thought it was a separatist plot. Turns out they actually found out what it was, and that Palpatine was involved. But no one would listen. Anakin wouldn't mm-hmm. listen. Rex wouldn't listen. And eventually Fives was Fives was killed because Palps kind of found out what was going on. He's like, I'm not have anyone nausing this up. So Fives was killed beforehand. But yeah, it led into this final season and that big moment, obviously, when it's Ahsoka's turn to face Order 66. And um, yeah, not even not even Rex could could um, control himself. No, no. And I think even with uh, just while we're on Clone Wars, like you've kind of mentioned it already that like no one believed believed them because it was supposedly so far-fetched mm-hmm. it was so unbelievable that the threat to the jedi could be from inside once again it's the blindness the failure of them to see that um because it's a form of arrogance to be like nah you know this is all rubbish, mm. right? There's no, we're all good. And even like Palpatine and Dooku, like they managed to like sweep everything up, right? Because that weren't part of the plan. No, that was not part of the plan. But yeah, I, I think one of my favorite moments from season seven is when Maul like, like realizes what Palps has done mm-hmm. when he's like, oh, the clones, of course. He's like, of course. It's like, that's genius. That is so clever. And because he recognizes that his master, Emperor Palpatine, Sheev, Dostidious, he's the man. And this guy, he can plan. He's the man that can plan. I also love the moment in Seven Year when, when Order 66 is executed and they just cut to a shot of Maul's eyes and they just kind of like widen as he sensed it. This is the moment. Even though, like, yeah, he's been outcast. He knows this is the moment and it's fight or flight. And obviously with the episode, how the episode goes, it certainly was flight. But mate, the way that they 
I've said in our roundtable my major thoughts about how the Clone Wars dealt with Order 66, um, so I won't repeat them too much. But in terms of how they handled it, like those opening moments of Rex and he's like fives, you know, five fine fives, and then like starts blasting away, and how the music t- comes in, and before that, when Ahsoka and Rex are talking, and she's like, "The best thing to come out of the war was you clones," and Rexy boy is like, "You know, we have mixed feelings because without the war, we wouldn't be here." And you kind of get those really nice soft moments, which Star Wars manages to do so well in any medium. And also because everyone's watching, thinking. I know what's coming next. Come on, stop, you know, stop twisting the knife. Stop. Yeah. And then we, then, then we hear the moment where Anakin slices Windu's hand off and what have I done? And all that. And then you get the order 66. It's really, really, really well done. The only thing it's missing was I'd have loved to have felt seen Ahsoka since Plo Koon and his death, because obviously he's the one who found Ahsoka and, and introduced her to the Jedi order and was like a real mentor to her. But we didn't get that, but yeah. that wasn't what, Filoni wanted so that's fine but yeah man the way that the Clone Wars dealt with it was was big it was harrowing and I know it, a lot of people for them it was their favourite interpretation yes yeah and I totally see why I totally see why and once again Clone Wars expands Star Wars so wonderfully and it shows how when the cartoons and the expanded material in general is done right, how much it can con- contribute to the overall lore and the overall mythology of Star Wars. Um, I think as well, you know, it, it, w- while we're talking about expanded material, it would be wrong not to talk about one of our most recent tellings of order 66 and perspectives of order 66 and that is of course from one of last year's greatest games star wars jedi fallen order the 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 moments in that bro (laughs) bro now i know you're a fallen order fan right fallen order is one of your favorite bits of canon so why don't you take this away uh well you're, you're right there um well here's a clip from the game itself uh so let this let this just sink in and listen to this Ready for a rematch later? Yeah, anytime. Sounds good. On your way to training? Always. All right then. I'll see you later. Bye. You're in a rush. Master Tapal's called me for training. You got this, kid. Master, are you okay? No! No! What's happening? Why did the commander just... I don't want Something terrible is happening. The clones have betrayed us. There are no answers to your questions. Not yet. We need to get off this ship. Wait for the Jedi Council signal. Remember... Yep, I love this game. I really like the family. They they grew and like the 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 new the new law, the old law, everything's mixed in and the way it all goes. And then this happens in the middle of the game or three quarters of the way through the game. This happens. You suddenly get a flashback to young Cal. And again, I was so wrapped up in the game, I had no idea what was coming. Even though it was smacking me in the face, you know, you're, you're like like in the um, you hear in the audio clip, you're high fiving clones. They're having a good old laugh with you. 
I was like, oh, this is nice. Going to be a good interaction with these so guys. Maybe good. we'll go play lightsaber fights after. I didn't realise it, it, what was happening. Then when it happened, I was like, no. And then Anakin's betrayal jumps on. And you're in Order 66. You're not watching it. You're in it. And the way that that is done is so, so powerful. And obviously, because you're playing as a lad, I mean, Carol's, what, 12 maybe or something like that? And he's him and his master, Jaro Topol, trying to escape a whole Venator ship full of um, clones. Obviously, Master Topol doesn't make it. And then you've got to deal with his final words, you know, like, you know, wait for the Jedi uh, Council to give you an order. They're dead and trust only in the force. <laughs> and then he's got to go to Bracker and he's like, oh, he's probably there with his master's body the whole time. It's really, really like deep harrowing stuff. And generally, I mean harrowing in the sense that you're watching, you're like, this feels real. And like the way that Ka- Cameron Monaghan does Little Cow's voice and uh, Jaro Tapawa, forgive my ignorance, I can't remember who voices him, is so well done. And being in that moment, mate, was... It was, it was, this is tense, like I thought the whole time. And it was just wild, <laughs> mate. Travis Willingham. Travis Willingham does the voice of Jaro Tapal in uh, Fallen Order. Mm. Um, and like you said, you know, a little running around the space in, in the starships and stuff, you know, hiding from these now turned monsters. Mm-hmm right trying to hunt him down and you're just a little baby trying to run away a little a little red-headed baby and you know moments before you're in the game and you're interacting with these clones high-fiving them mm-hmm. like you said man it is the the contrast is mental and it really pulls at the heartstrings especially because you really i feel like you know, we connect with Cal. We connect with that story, that legacy, because we we knew from the start he is a Jedi that is on the run, that is living a, a, a lie. He's living in the down low, right? So we knew Order 66 must have played into his life somehow. But to see it unwind like that, I thought was one of the highlights of the game and one of the highlights of the new era of canon, especially when it comes to the prequel era i think fallen order is a masterpiece anyway but um yeah i i I think that was an incredible scene yeah moments like that just elevate the game even further and obviously there's some before and some after which are just like this is this literally is (laughs) did you mean to do yeah there we go yeah It's this, and it's moments like Order sixty six that makes us the best podcast. Yeah, you know, montage of death. We love over here. Um, We're talking about poor little cow running away from murderers and uh, programmed murderers, although. uh, But yeah, we could think about us having a song and dance and a bit of a boogie at the site. So um, classic. So Order sixty six. So Order 66 in, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, it also like things like the Kanan comics in there. It's portrayed in a lot of comics, or at least mentioned, like Darth Vader, Lord, um, oh, Dark Lord man. of the Sith, deals with the aftermath and everything. So the comics have mentioned it. The books have mentioned it a few times. It's been covered quite a lot, but I still think there's more to cover, if that makes sense. Rebels did a little bit with Kanan's meeting the clone Rex, Wolf and Gregor, on that like weird walker thing. And they were like, we didn't attack our generals. So I was like, well, Rex might be telling a little lie there. So, you, so Rebels kind of covered a little bit, but I still think there's more stories to tell 
around order 66, mate. But in terms of what we know then, to kind of like wrap up the uh, the the order, where do you think kind of portrayed order 66 best or, or which version sort of hit you the most? Yeah, man. It, for me, it's hard to not place the film first, I'll mm-hmm. level with you. Um, because like you said, with the comics, you know that I'm a big fan of the Kanan comics. I love Kanan as a character, Rebels in general, I adore. Um, and I I loved Fallen Order. I loved what they did with Clone Wars. But the film is still king for me because you're seeing really what Anakin is willing to do, how much his mind has been poisoned and what he is willing to do to to get what he needs and what he thinks is right. He thinks that this is a necessary evil, but obviously we know he's just being manipulated. And so everything on top of that, it's just so, so powerful, so strong, especially from a kid's point of view. Because when I see that scene, when I see every Star Wars film, there's a little bit of that 12-year-old who's watching it with me, you know? So, yeah, man, it, it's got to be Revenge of the Sith. What about you, buddy? It's hard to argue with what you've just said, to be honest, mate, because that's the, the first time you see it is... The first is always the worst sometimes. And obviously when you're seeing it, that's like the first time you have to comprehend it. It's like, wow. Now, this is what happened to the, the great heroes, you know, the the uh, defenders of peace and justice in the galaxy, as Kenobi said. This is this is how they went out, like fools, like punks. Um, so there's that. But like I mentioned, man, the way, the way Fallen Order portrays it, the fact that you're in it as a lad, you're high-fiving the clones one minute, and then two minutes later, you're crawling through the vents, and they're like, right, Master Depaul's taken out an entire fleet. Where's the kid? He's still around. Shoot on sight. Shoot to kill and all that. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a little lad. Uh, so, and the fact that you're in it and you're having to run away from them and you feel that like, the immediacy of it, I think that may be the winner for me. And obviously what happens afterwards with your master in that uh, escape pod and how it plays into the story, I, I think that may just top it for me because I felt more empathy for Cal than I did with some of those masters who got blown to pieces because uh, people like Kiadi Mandi, he had it coming, man. He had it coming. Oh, yeah, they're schmucks, especially at the time. Like, we barely got to know, know them, did we? We really? barely knew you. Plo was fine. Ayla, you were you was all right. But Kiadi, no chance. So, yeah, for me, Fallen Order. But guys out there, what are your best moments of Order 66? Where do you think it's portrayed best? Uh, let us know. But, Lukey boy, any last words on Order 66? I, I don't have any last thoughts, but I do have a last word execution oh! yeah filth mate filth yeah that's it really naughty master blywalker master blywalker there's too many of them what are we going to do to do to do 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 well there you have it after all the 66 chat it always makes me uh always makes me fancy a, a stiff drink so a coat's gonna have to do but oh what's that in the in the distance is a dusty cantina. What's that? It's the bantina. Let's jump in, shall we? Yeah. 
Uh, no, it's not a bantina. It's a small room filled with young Padawans. What are we going to do? <laughs> Have a pint. Let's <laughs> get the bantina. Yeah. There he is. There's Saw's Bandeen. He looks a bit frightened. Uh, oh, there's Anakin. Yeah. Put away, mate. Now's not the time. Uh, Bantina, as always, if you're new to the show, this is where we hear from you guys. We want to know what you guys thought of our main discussion topic. And of course, as you just heard, it was Order 66. So what do the lads and ladies out there have to say? They have to say quite a few things. Obviously, this this topic is a bit emotional. It's a bit emotional, Matty Boy, especially when you got your little self with you watching it in the cinema for the first time. Uh, we got some voice messages on this. Um, first voice message is from our favourite guy from near the greater Swansea area in this in South Wales. Um, <laughs> it's, it's your boy. You know him. You love him. It's the King of Wales. It's Luke Summerfield. Let's hear it. Execute. Order 66. I was there, age 17 in the cinema, tears streaming down my face as all our Jedi were being massacred by their once loyal clone army. Familiar faces from my beloved Tarkovsky Clone Wars. I think what hits me the most is how Palpatine manipulates everything. The master of puppets, always in the shadows from the very beginning. And then, a fallen hero Anakin entering the council chambers and igniting the sabre as younglings plead for help. Thank you for keeping us entertained and building an awesome community. And remember, Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. Five bloody minutes ago. Yes, what an absolute gangster. Um, yeah, mate, like, the clones turning on their friends. That's exactly what we end up seeing. Um, and obviously, you know, Lukey boy loves when Anakin's entering um, the, the Jedi temple. And of course, entering the, um, the room with the younglings, you know, he said, uh, uh, he might not have said it in the message, but he DM me this. He said, that's his favorite part in the whole saga. Really? Yeah. He went, that's, it makes him cry with happiness. <laughs> <laughs> you two get on a yeah, he told fire, me then. that it's canon. Yeah, you can ask Pablo yeah. Hidalgo. That's it. That's it. It's canon now. Palpatine does love a good Star Wars session. So, Lukey boy, yeah. Summerfield, the Welsh, the King of Wales. Thank you for that. And um, yeah, dab, cry your eyes, mate. You know, we never knew them. So, uh, going on to the written words, patron, local boy, huh? Martin Mead said, "For me, it was an emotional heavyweight. John Williams' score, as well as the sheer brutality and surprise behind the Emperor's order." With every watch and every new interpretation of Order 66, i.e. the Clone Wars and Fallen Order, it continues to captivate and hit me hard right in the feels. And Brock Bellinger called it one of the saddest but greatest moments in Star Wars, with Ian McDermott giving a stellar performance. What an absolute gangster. Great comments there. Uh, And we got another cheeky voice message once again a patron a legend he is one of the big boys from surrey shout out to alex jessup let's hear it the order 66 scene in revenge of the sith is epic cinema in my opinion palpatine finally gets to put into play his grand scheme it is visually stunning and really well directed 
The shot of the troops running forward and then stopping with the camera focusing on their feet was an especially nice touch. John Williams' score underpinning the tragedy unfolding before us on screen has also made for an emotional cinematic moment. Anakin's betrayal is one of the best themes in the prequels and seeing him marching into the Jedi Temple and murdering the Jedi is powerful stuff. Alex, you naughty boy, thank you for sending that in. Once again, I'm I'm seeing some themes here. Um, you know, people love Anakin really because that's what that's what it centers around. That is what it centers around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you for sending that, Alex, mate. Yeah, I'm glad he mentioned a shot of the troops running with their camera focusing on the boots because that's one of my favorite scenes in the beautiful montage of death. So, Anakin's yeah, betrayal beautiful. again. Yeah, there's that theme mentioned again. I wonder if it will be mentioned anymore. Let's find out. Uh, Vera Similidad said, "Victory and death, Clone Wars episode. Seeing Order sixty six from Ahsoka's perspective, coupled with Rex's internal struggle, was a moment I never thought I'd get the chance to see. Best Star Wars moments I've had the pleasure of watching in years." Playing as young Lin Cal Kestis in Fallen Order is a very close second alongside the original uh, Revenge of the Sith montage. And Emperor Joda21 said, When I was young and saw Plo Koon die, it hit me because I just loved him for some reason in the movies. He looked so cool. But what's hit me the hardest now is seeing how it affected both Yoda and Obi-Wan. Both were completely destroyed by it. Obi-Wan worse than Yoda. That's one of the things that hit me the hardest. Ooh. Oh, good comment. It's sad, good isn't it, comment. <laughs> it is, man, it is. But it's all, a, you know, you put positive words in front of it. You know, it's a beautiful montage of death. There we go. That's it's right. happy. It all worked out right in the end. Yeah, it all, works. it all works out in the end, you know. Maybe it was the Force cleansing the Jedi. I don't know. Maybe that's even a worse way of looking at it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Moving on, uh, Adrian Chorley has left us another naughty little voice message. Let's hear it, Adrian. In a film that, for me, suffers from a touch too much cheese at times, Order 66 was an absolute highlight. It was the emotional pivot point of Revenge of the Sith and executed to perfection, both by George Lucas and Darth Sidious himself. Much of the emotion of the montage is brought through one of John Williams' finest pieces of music, a level of sadness and tragedy in Star Wars that we had never experienced before. It is very telling that this music has been incorporated into the subsequent Order 66 depictions, both in Jedi Fallen Order and the Clone Wars TV show. The score is synonymous with the event etched in the minds of fans since 2005. However... Order 66 also requires viewers to suspend a great amount of disbelief. Within the cinematic world itself, ignoring the subsequent work done with the Clone Wars, there's very little setup and no explanation for how this plan came to be and how it functions. The prequels don't do a particularly good job of making you care about the individual Jedi that you see perish on screen or comprehend how and why the clones are able to pull it off. If you don't immerse yourself in the greater canon, then this remains one of the moments in the saga where, a little like Palpatine returning, viewers just have to accept it. Thankfully, in this case, 15 years later in fact, we have the now complete Clone Wars TV show. Unfortunately, many won't see it, the time investment required and the fact it is animation puts a lot off, 
but for the fans who soak it all up, there is context given to why the Order works and true character given to many of the Jedi we see killed. I would not be surprised if the regard people have for Order 66 is very closely linked with whether they have seen the Clone Wars TV show or not. Dave Filoni deserves much credit for changing this from a plot hole to a plot highlight. Interesting that we've got a little bit of a different take here. That, that there's use of the word cheesy. Um, <laughs> and obviously we know Star Wars is a cheese fest anyway, uh, with, with a lot of things, particularly the prequel trilogy. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think Order 66 is still... A phenomenal, phenomenal bit. But it's 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 nice to see Adrian's point of view on this. I loved this voicemail. This is the voicemail I referenced earlier on, where what Adrian says is true because in the movie there's no setup, and you are kind of just like, huh? this is it." When for, for years yeah. it was like, "That's you don't it." Know it the chips are there. Yeah, if we do, we don't know it, we just assume that they were bad all along, do we? Or and then, like you said, do we, how you are affected by Order sixty six may rely on whether you've seen the Clone Wars because that fills in all of the gaps. And I think that's a wonderful point, Adrian. So as ever, you've, you've uh, encapsulated it so well in your words. So thank you very much for that, mate. And it was something slightly different from what we're getting as well. But um, just a few written ones now. Our friend uh, over at the Star Wars Life Debt podcast, rep in the UK as well, Johnny Orm, said, from Revenge of the Sith to Clone Wars and even Jedi Fallen Order, the makers have always managed to make Order 66 emotionally hard-hitting in different ways that tell the same story, but vastly different, from the large scale of Revenge of the Sith to the singular stories of Cal Kestis and Ahsoka. And Radis UK has added, Jedi Fallen Order has now gone to the top of my favourite moments in canon. Wow. Wow, that is a big deal. What a boss. You know, Fallen Order, uh, Fallen Order, Order 66. Fallen Order 66. One of my top moments, mate, one of my top moments of montage of death. You know, it's what it's all about. He loves it's what it's all it. about. No, thank you for sending that in, guys. And finally, we got another spicy, spicy voice message from the King of New Zealand. It's Darth. It's Dylan. It's Darth Dildo. Let's hear it. Hey, everyone. Just want to start by sending some love out to everyone. I hope you're all well. Um, what an awesome topic this week. Uh, for me, Order 66 is probably one of the saddest things in Star Wars in general. Uh, there's a few moments that hit home. I uh, have to start with the beautiful montage in Revenge of the Sith, one of the best montages of all time. The music, the scene, just everything leading up to it makes me cry every time just thinking about it now, getting a bit teary. Um, I have to do a special shout out to Jedi Fallen Order. Wow, I did not expect that much emotion packed into the video game scene. Holy wow, <laughs> it really sort of you know, it has that same tone as Revenge of the Sith as well. And then obviously, look, Clone Wars as well. The Order 66 moment in that, chilling and haunting. So, look, Order 66 is massive. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, have a great week, everyone. And may the Force be with you always. Yeah, man. Once again, it's hitting hard. It is hitting hard. And, you know, I think stuff like this needs to happen in in Star Wars, in, in mythology, in storytelling. And it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a bad 
a bad thing to experience, right? It is mm-hmm. part of the mythology. And it is chilling. It is haunting, especially from what we see in the Clone Wars, you know, the game and the film, because it should be that, you know, it's done its job. Could it have been better? Possibly, possibly. But we got to remember, this has got to be something for kids as well. And I remember being there as a kid, like Darth, like Matty Boy, like all of us, you know, we, we saw this and it was it was a big deal. You know, we can go and talk about how Clone Wars fixed, you know, potential plot holes and stuff like that, which, you know, it probably has really, mm-hmm. but it's still a big deal. It's still a big deal. And it does it does its job emotionally for me. And it did its job emotionally for me. And uh, Order 66 is a fantastic, fantastic deep bit of the Star Wars fantasy. Yep. And just my last point on that is I love how you've got the... You've got the foundation, which is built in Revenge of the Sith, but then Fallen Order, which, like Dylan said, so emotional. The Clone Wars haunting the comics and the books are just put in brick by brick and they're fleshing it out. And that's what I mean. I still think there's more stories to tell in in and around Order 66. Maybe not keep showing the same thing over and over again, but, you know, there was thousands of Jedis out there, or Jedi, sorry, out there. So, um, yeah, it was one of the saddest things in Star Wars, but it's one of the most iconic now. Order 66. So guys, thank you so much for sending in your comments. For those who we didn't get to, please don't be discouraged. Please send them right in and we'll get we'll endeavour to get you on one of the shows in the future because we love hearing from you. And the fact that you take your time out to uh, contribute in any way, even on social media, is uh, means a lot to us. So guys, thank you so much for making this Order 66 episode so depressing and brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for all your voice messages and comments, guys. We love getting the voice messages in. We can, we love it. It's great. We can't always fit them all in, but we love hearing all your naughty voices. It's great. This is madness. The best podcast you've ever heard Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd Got a Patreon now with lots of tears From $2 a month is all it is Best podcast Hello there Best podcast Best podcast Roger, roger Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. The Dandalorian bringing the heat once more. Oh, what a legend. That's right. It is that time of the show. It's that part of the Bantina where our patrons get to ask any questions to us, don't they, Matty Boy? They do. If you join at the $3, this is where the fun begins here. As we say on the show, you get to uh, answer, ask us a question, which we will always answer in the month or if we don't we'll always roll it over so you get a guaranteed question for the show 
Uh, and we've got two this week. Yes, we have. And the first one is from familiar voice, um, Alex Jessup, who goes on and asks this. I could well be late, but my question is, who would you most like to party with in the Star Wars universe? The Ewoks throw a good bash at the end of Return of the Jedi, as do the Gungans. So who and where would you choose? Matty boy, take it away. Where are you partying? Um, well, contrary to what I always say, not Canto Bite this time, because those toffs don't know they know how to party. They're not going to be up all night partying and raving with us, are they? Uh, MCM Comic Con no. at the pub afterwards. Um, the Aki Aki on Basana. Sweet treats and delicacies. Yes, please. Bit of me. It's colourful. It's fun. Everyone's there having a great time. I, you could do with the sand getting in my shoes, but I, I, so I wouldn't mind a bit of Aki Aki. Or I'll party with Ray on Coruscant. We'll get the beers in, get the Kef beers in. But I think I'd go to Basana <laughs> for the sweet treats, delicacies and the beer. I'll party with Ray on Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> it, we're English. It's like... That's like so random. I love it. All over that. Yeah, classic Matty Boy. And Matty Boy's like, no, oh, lovely English Rose. <laughs> oh, well, Rose, actually. I like Rose. Is my, Rose is my buddy. Yeah. What, yeah. What no, yourself, I like mate? it, man. I like it. Um, I'd probably uh, get down at Jabba's Palace, mate, <laughs> to be honest. It looks pretty lit there. It looks like there's a lot of filth, a lot of the crime underworld are there. You know, you know you're going to have a good time. A bit of bligh. And... That's it. You know, the music the music rocks after all. So, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Beautiful. Cult classic. Yep. Jedi rock. So um, so Luke's going to be hanging out with the scum and villainy in Jabba's palace, which is um, something I didn't expect you to say, but that's what we're here for. That's why these questions are so good. We get to see the other side of Luke Fly. Alex. We love it. Uh, thank you for that. So I want to know where you're gonna where you're gonna be hanging out. And again, we'll throw it out to the listeners and the patrons. Answer the questions with us. Send us in your answer to these. Uh, and the second question we got was from the King of Wales again, Luke Summerfield. He asked, "What are your more sought after collectibles? Also, where am I sleeping when we have the sessions meet up? Love you, gangsters, and all the sessions crew." Uh, so for the answer, the second part, it's all round to Bly Manor. And um, for yeah. the for the first part, Lukey boy, what's your most sought after collectible? So I took this as something that I really want to to get, not something that I necessarily own. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, or is, yeah. or am you, I misreading that? Wish you could that? have, yeah. Um, I really want a really well-made lightsaber. Ooh. And, you know, I... Listen, I have these conversations with Isaac um, because I know I, our boy Isaac Pevy, he's the Disney dude. He, he knows his Disney, he knows Disney land and all the knowledge that goes with that um you know 200 bucks to make a lightsaber the experience is awesome the lightsabers look great the quality looks great the price bugs the hell out of me (laughs) i think it is it is a con and it is it is daylight robbery um it's about 180 quid give or take that's it depending on how the pound's doing that's it but Listen, mate, it's it's going to be a lightsaber. Bro, I just want a hilt. Yeah. You know, like, I on my bookcase or something, I just want a hilt just casually laying about my flat or my future house and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just want the hilt just sitting there. 
and like like the the OGs will know when they walk in. They'll be like, "Oh, bro, it's a lightsaber." I'll be like, the "Lightsaber? What do you think it is?" Yeah, I'm like, "Mate, it's not a packet of chewing gum, is it?" <laughs> yeah, it's a lightsaber. No, I won't. I'll hug them and applaud them and be like, "Welcome, welcome to the tribe. <laughs> welcome to Shabli." That's it. That's it. And in terms of the um, sleepover, mate, I live in a flat, and I know Matty boy, you live in a pretty like snug flat don't we we all live mm-hmm. we don't live in london but we live like kind of not far away from it that we kind of kind of pay for, we, we we pay, pay expensive rent for prices. small places yeah, yeah right <laughs> we're like yeah we kind of get mugged off so yeah. i ain't got space mate um but we'll try and figure out, out something we should just rent a barn we should rent a barn and all run around topless water pistols throwing fruit at each other there we go the other side of luke bligh once more everyone <laughs> there we go i like that's it. what matt's gonna be doing that's yeah that's that is what matt's i was gonna, gonna be, be running around like rambo <laughs> yeah nobody nobody wants to need to or wants to see that blimey man um yeah the lightsaber is a great idea as for the price i i tend to agree with you but also lean on the other side where for someone like me who has um uh, a couple who's got, who's got kids here and we'd probably only get to Galaxy's Ed once a decade, maybe, because of the price and that. To then, to, to, to if I was going to go there, be like, okay, I can see that being an investment because it's not like I'm going to go back all the time and I'm going to be, it's something which I'm going to see or do quite a lot. So for me, I'd kind of pay for the experience and that one-time investment, knowing that probably won't be going back again anytime soon. But if you ask me, just if I went into a shop and they were like, it's 180 quid for this, I just think... Mm. Oh, no, thanks. I'll stick to my £10 Disney store one. But um, I would like the, again, this, this sounds like a broken record, but the prequel fast food merchandise at the time, the stuff you get from KFC Pizza, man, I'd love to have some of those again. Little collectibles, because again, they were only available at that time. So like the cups, the mugs, the little toys you got, I'd love to see those again and actually have them display little glass case and be like, they're the ones I had when I was a nipper, when I was little. Otherwise, I saw a life-size Darth Vader figure. It's about, it's about eight and a half thousand pounds, but I'd love to have that just in me, you know, by the coat rack. So anytime somebody right. opens the door, there's this big boy Vader just staring at them with his like, fist clenched. Um, so if I have eight and a half grand to drop, that's where it's going. Um, yeah. Other than that, I can't argue with what looks in terms of a customized hilt. I'd love to actually make my own one, a Galaxy's Edge or wherever you can get them done. So so it's not just oh look, there's Luke's hilt or there's um, Rays or Kenobi's. This, this is mine. I've I've come up with that. Yeah, so I think that's a sure, great shout, mate. For sure. Uh, listen, mate. I'm I'm still probably going to do it. I'm here complaining about it, but yeah, that's probably me just being tight. It's in it's physical. People have got to be tight with your money, and and everyone I've heard who's been has said that the actual experience of making it is like breathtakingly good. So mm. if you can get past that, then I hopefully you'll get that wicked experience. Yeah absolutely absolutely but thank you for your questions alex and luke you patron legends uh and if you guys want to get involved in the action go to patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions uh if you want to get involved in our discord server i know we mentioned it at the beginning of the show um matty boy i don't know about you 
Um, but the Discord server has really helped me with this lockdown. I love chatting on it, having bants with it, with with people on there. You know, we all say good morning and good nights, and we all just chat Star Wars and other stuff. We've been chatting a lot of curry recently. <laughs> Don't know why, um, but we have, and it's been it's been legendary, ain't it? So if you want to join the Discord server, just message us on uh, social media or email us, whatever, and we'll drop your link to join that. Yep. Yeah, again, uh, double down on that. It's been great fun. Just and all the new guys joining as well, jumping in, and the pictures that are coming out, and like the curry talk, and the beer talk, and the what's t-shirts of everybody wearing, and just a banner about like the Mando Gallery when that comes out, and it's just great. It's just like a nice, safe, family-friendly, fun space to come along, have a laugh, and talk some Silver Star Wars, and um, it really has helped. Uh, so yeah, guys, thank you. If you want to join up, yeah, send us a DM. Uh, as for mentioning T-shirts, if you want to wear our merchandise, you can go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars Sessions for T-shirts and mugs. And if you do happen to buy one, do take a picture of yourself wearing one because we absolutely love to see you crazy guys and gals out there wearing our merch wherever you are in the world. It really makes our day. So, yeah, guys, Patreon, sign up. In the last week, we've dropped the Journal of Luke Blywalker, Who's the Strongest Force User, Pubcast, we talked some Jedi Temple Challenge, Rebels, Curry, and Jibber Jabber, where I'm talking about my favourite moments in the expanded canon, all in the last week because we've had a truncated month. So go check that out. But um, I think that's that for the Bantina, isn't it, mate? So let's move on to um, somebody whose voice could send me to sleep in the best possible way. We're going over tonight to Curtis Smith with a very relevant poem. It's all about pre-order 66. Programmed for tragedy. Good soldiers follow orders, you say. But something feels different today. A chip in your head. A Jedi lies dead. Your edges are starting to fray. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet. On Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars. Always Poetry. Always Original Work. Posting daily. Here we go. Top. Top the Jedi that killed Tiplo I mentioned earlier on. Curtis, mate, thank you very much for sorting that one out. And Curtis, we all know he's the only man who can keep up with the Kardashians. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love it. All over it. Always Curtis. Always a naughty legend. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Star Wars Sessions game! That famous game show music and those golden tones of whoever that mystery person is shouting about the game. It's it. It's my turn to host. Luke Bly, are you ready for the game this week? Oh, bro, I am so ready for the game, the Star Wars Sessions game. Bring bring it on, mate. Bring it on. Give it to me. Here we go. And again, for those who are new to the show, Luke doesn't know what the game is until now. So it is. Basically, the game is called How Long Would You Survive After Order 66? 
Now, I'm on a website, and I've got <laughs> yes. questions, and you've got to answer them, and in the right. end, it determines your fate, or a bit during and after Order 66. Oh, no way. Yep. So... No way. This is mental. So we're gonna find this out. is madness. We're going to find out how Luke Bly would have got on. So the first question, my All friend. Right, yeah. When Order 66 is executed, where are you most likely to be? Are you leading your army to victory, in the temple studying, flying with my troops against the enemy, commanding the troops from afar, or somewhere away from the war? Uh, probably commanding my troops from afar. Okay, right. So let's put that in. Well, that's locked in. Yeah, probably. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm like, I'm probably like wrapped up in it all. You know, <laughs> I'd be somewhere well away yeah. hiding. I would be. Um, okay. Question two: If you heard there was going to be a purge at the Jedi Temple, what would you do? Yeah. Would you defend the Jedi what? Temple? Try to evacuate everyone inside. Get as far away as possible. A purge at the temple? No chance. Or would you go to the temple? Yeah. What? Hang on. What? Am, am I just on like space Twitter and it like trending <laughs> yeah, Jedi yeah. hashtag Jedi Temple meltdown? That's it. Got um, I'm as far away. I'm as far away as possible, mate. Like I hear that news, I am out of there. I'm jumping on a speeder. I am like, mate, I'm out of there. Okay. I am out so of get there. Get far away as possible. Right. I've locked it in. Here we go. It's brilliant because this picture is is um, Saw's band team looking at the lightsaber. Brilliant. Um, so number three, the question is, you're about to fight an enemy much stronger than you. What do you do? Do you run away because the enemy is a slow coach? Do you fight them head on? Do you fight the enemy with your friends and allies? Or do you let them take you because you're done for? So run away, take them on by yourself, take them <laughs> on with your buddies, or just let them slaughter you? I... What, they're a slow coach? You yeah, the enemy's that. a slow coach. That is confirmed. That's yeah. canon. Mate, I'm... Look, listen to you. I am not... I'm no Usain Bolt, but I can run. I'm a pretty good runner. I can sprint. Like, I'm the running. I'm getting can. out of there. So, run away. Mate, I'm out. Here we go. Right, it's locked in. Question four, halfway through. What would your? What would be your basic strategy to surviving after Order 66? So, you've run away... What's your basic strategy to survive? Would you hide on a remote planet in the outer rim? Would you take the appearance of a weak, unimportant person? Would you fend for yourself and take supplies by force? Or survive? I don't need to survive. Hang on, what's the last one? It's, it's literally survive. I don't need to survive. Survive? I don't... Oh, right, okay. Um, so you're hiding on the outer rim. Are you like taking yeah. on the appearance of a weak person? Unimportant. You're going to fend for yourself and like fight for your stuff, or you're just going to be like, "Can I need to survive?" I'm probably the first one. So hide. Yeah, probably. It's probably a play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go on the down low. You know, just for the time being. I, you know, you got to humble yourself. That's it. That's it. You got to check yourself off something like this. So you're gonna hide. Okay, I've locked it in. Okay, question five. <clears throat> Which sounds more like you? Are you are you a leader and you're looked up to? Are you enthusiastic and ready to adapt to any occasion? Are you somebody who's always ready to help others? Are you very smart, smart and wise? Or are you fiery and always ready to jump into the fight? So fiery, wise, always ready to help, enthusiastic and can and adapt, or are you a leader? Oh, um, part of me is... 
like if I'm being dead honest, I feel like a, there's a bit of everything in there, plus a whole lot of other bad stuff, um, all mixed into some loop Bly Walker pot. Um, but I'm probably gonna go for the enthusiastic one. What's that one again? Enthusiastic and, and, and ready to adapt to any occasion. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that one. Okay. I've locked it in. Here we go. Question six. <laughs> I could answer this for you, but six. it may not Question be the same six. as you. Question Triggered. six. Triggered. <laughs> Describe yourself physically. Are you normal oh, in stature? Gosh. Not too weak, not too strong. You're just normal. Strong, muscular, and athletic. A bit weak and a bit small in stature. Old, creakily and wrinkly. Or you're pretty young with skin as smooth as sauce bandine. So are you, not, are you kind of just like normal? Are you a beefcake? Are you a bit weak? Are you old? Or are you quite young? As in like very young. Right. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and some in the normal category. Okay. All right. I've yeah, locked it in. I mean, I, we all I know you're a beefcake. But... I am no Dwayne Johnson, mate. <laughs> I'm no Matt Hudson. Well, we can't all be, but um, you're almost there. No. So, <laughs> yeah, get in there. Give me, give me, uh, give me uh, eighty more years, and I'll be halfway there. <laughs> Age wise, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> two more. Penultimate one now. Which of the following following planets sounds more like your type? Coruscant, Hoth, Tatooine, or Endor? Oh, uh, oh. Which was the first one? Uh, Coruscant. Right. Probably Tatooine. So Tatooine is your type, is it? I kind of want to say Coruscant. Coruscant looks dirty. It looks filth sometimes. I'm just like, nah, I can't be dealing with that. So ideally Naboo, but you're not giving me that option. So I'll stick with the tats. All right, Tatooine. I've locked it in. Your final question, Luke Bly. Finally. Filth. What would you do with the newly formed empire? Would you let just let it be? The Republic was boring anyway. Would you fight against the empire and bring back the peace? Would you find a way to destroy it 100%? Would you fight and kill the one man who started it all? Or you're already dead? So let it be. Let the empire be. Would you fight the empire to bring peace? Find a way to obliterate it? Would you find and fight palps? Or are you already dead because of Order 66? I'd find a way to fight it. And bring peace? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, I've locked it in. The, third, the final verdict. Here we go. Luke Bly. How long would you survive after Order 66? I'll tell you, mate. You'll die in the Empire's time. You have lived oh. a long time, my friend, but your fate was never inevitable. With Darth Vader kicking up his Ugh. feet while the Inquisitors hunt the Jedi, it was a dangerous and uneasy life to live. However, you did manage to oh. evade Vader and the clone troopers in Order 66. Now that's a story you get to tell your Force ghost friends. So, you survived Order 66 and you survived into the time of the Empire. Oh, man, I always knew it. I'm basically Kanan. <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're much, much beefier, much better looking, and I think you, you, you brought more to the table. Uh, mate, Freddie Prince Jr., Ledge. Ledge. That was a good game, matey boy. Like, I, I like that one. Now it's like flipping original. It's on Rated. point as well. Very good. They're on topic, flipping bants. Original, mate, that is filth. That well, I was struggling. Like that. Originally, it was going to be like, cool. Oh, how many times did Key Andy Mundy get shot? 
How many yeah. how many times did Taylor Secura get shot? I was like, probably a bit too uh, probably yeah. a bit too much. That's it, yeah, <laughs> turned into dirt. So let's find something else. So yep, yeah, so you did well, mate. You survived through Order sixty six. So so well done. Yeah. And speaking of which, that brings an end to episode sixty six of Star Wars Sessions. Order sixty six, episode sixty six. I wish there was an Order sixty seven for next week, but uh, there will be an episode. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at our swanky website, starwarsessions.co.uk. On the social medias, you can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. Uh, and they can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. And once again, we're going to kindly remind you to please vote for us in the British Podcast Awards. Please go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. You don't need to just be British to vote in this. So your uh, your votes would mean the world to us and it really could change some... Uh, it, could, it could bring a lot of opportunities to us. So I'll leave it there. Thank you very much for your support, guys. Yep. If you want to listen to us, you already are. But we're also on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy you're going to find a podcast, you are going to find us there. If you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And if you do have a spare 30 seconds, head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. We're on there. It's awesome. So do drop us a review on there if you have the time helps us more than you know and as i always say we love hearing from you guys on a weekly and a daily basis so thank you again yes and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell commander cody tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier are their castle spicier yep tell ayla sakura's slumping mattress as well this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me See ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Luke. Luke. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Indicated Master Anakin returned to the Jedi Temple. Tell that to Kanja Club.